If you'd like to watch today's episode, go to thesobergay.com and click on the Watch tab. Welcome to The Sober Gay, a podcast about being sober in the LGBT community and beyond. I'm your host, Dylan Gay, and yes, that is my real last name. In today's episode, I'm joined by my friend Jessica Javot from A Sober Girl's Guide. We talk about a little bit of everything from her coming out to her sobriety story. Enjoy. Okay. Welcome, my beaming light, Jessica Jabot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep, that's me. Hello. Do you remember me when I called you your, a beaming light? <laughs> yes. Like, yes. Oh, yeah. you're blushing. I am. It's really embarrassing, but thank you. Hello. <laughs> Hi. I know you're, here. you're like I hate um I hate um when people talk about like stuff like me and I'm so I hate that and I was like oh let me just do it anyway start right <laughs> off the bat just get right to it oh my god it's so, so hard being on the other side like this is hard for me you know yeah we're both in such uncomfortable shoes I'm like okay here we go we got this I got this yeah it's perfect it's it's growing we're, so we're I love a sober girl's guide thank you i'm such a fan such a fan can you just tell our audience a little bit about what you do and how cool you are (laughs) okay well i don't know about cool um because when i started doing this i definitely was not cool um actually that's what stopped me from doing this for so long um So a little kind of, I guess, about my backstory. Um, I was living in LA for about 11 years. I was a full-time DJ, uh, club DJ, so paid to party. And, you know, I really, I really earned that paycheck, you know? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. And all my, you know, my friends in quotation marks were in the party scene and, you know, loved that lifestyle. And I just didn't like, I didn't understand what was missing or why I was so miserable and and why, you know, like on paper, like my life seemed so awesome. You know, like if you tell anyone that you're a DJ automatically, they're like, Oh, cool. Like rad. And I'm like, yeah, "Yeah." until it's not, you know, it gets old like any job. But anyways, I, um, I guess I did like a a lot of things that to be cool. I guess I I did a lot of things to be cool. I stayed in LA longer than I should have. I was DJing longer than I should have. And, you know, I think the universe, I know this sounds really like kind of silly or woo woo or whatever you want to do it. uh, But like the, the universe will like nudge you. And if you don't listen to those nudges, those nudges became drop kicks yes. like right to the crotch, 100%. real, real swift. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. So that's what happened. You know, like I, it started off with, you know, okay, like you probably shouldn't do this. Like, um, you know, you're drinking a lot, you're in a four year relationship with a woman and you have a couple one night stands to get pregnant. Most people that would be like, whoa, red flag, alarming. Uh, you know, rock bottom. Um, no, for me, I just kept on trucking, got fired from multiple gigs, like just 
insane stuff. Like I was like Hulk Hogan when I was drunk. Like I would literally pick up a chair and I would just like WWF your ass, like crazy shit. Like what? Just On complete what 180. Yeah. Like just going for security guards, like right to the throat. Like I used to I laugh when people little... would say like, um, they'd be like, oh yeah, you're drunk. You is just your sober, real thoughts or whatever. I'm like, really? So you're telling me I really <laughs> deep down just want to throw bar chairs at people? Yeah. Yeah. So deep down I am a psychopath. Okay. Cool. <laughs> So nice to meet you. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, definitely, you know, I guess the aggression that needed to come out or I thought needed to come out came out at really horrible times. Right. Um, so yeah, like all these things that people would consider a rock bottom were just like my way of being like, well, that's just the universe telling me that like, I'm not supposed to be at that job. Yeah, I like that you said that like the universe like shifts you where you need to go. That's just like, when, yeah. when you don't listen to that. There's so many times I was like in the tub, like just like, what is wrong with me? What is, why is my life like this? And it would always be alcohol popping up in my head the first thing. And I would always just like, be like, no, 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 not that. What else? What else yeah. is wrong? And it's like- That can't be it. Yeah, like, it can't be that. Yeah. No. And it's so funny how our life just smacks us in the face sometimes with like, here's what's wrong with you. It's, you know- yeah this is what's wrong. And we're like, no, no, totally not. Like that's, that's not the sign that I'm looking for. Right. Okay. <laughs> no, I, need a, I need a different sign. Cause I'm looking for the Miller light sign. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. But like, I was doing all this like horrible behavior. Like, I mean, like horrible, like physically assaulting bodyguards at bars that I worked at. Like I used to DJ at the Abbey like the oh, biggest wow. gay bar. Yeah. yeah. Like I, that was, you know, one of my dream jobs, you know, and then, you know, just being a drunk asshole, I just totally took it for granted and like, didn't appreciate anything in my life. And I think alcohol, like just kind of does that to you. You know, it's like more and more and more like I just, you know, it's very selfish. Yeah. Um, and so like, I literally like, put my hands on a bodyguard like what why like what am I doing you had been then, so stripped down to the just a shell of a person at that point oh yeah like a barfy gross baby of yeah. a person <laughs> right. yeah yeah and so you know when I got fired I'm like oh well that's their loss that's their problem it's like no it is your problem and it took me a long time to like figure that out because I had quite the old chip on my shoulder. Oh my God. Yeah. What is it about that? With like, I, Ugh. there were so many times I did showed my ass, did horrible things to people. Yes. And then like, I'm like the next day I'm like justifying everything I did. And I'm like, well, she just had that come in and yeah. he was just looking at me weird. Like, yes, <laughs> yes, hundred percent, hundred percent. Like it's sick how we justify and rationalize you know, whatever we want or whatever fits our life right? Um, at the present moment. So, okay. So that went on for like a couple of years. I knew alcohol was an issue and I absolutely avoided it like the plague and, um, you know, naturally blamed it on everyone else. Mm -hmm. So I, but, but I was in and out of AA, um, you know, whenever I needed that kind of 
um, emotional support that I wasn't that bad. So I'd go to a meeting and be like, oh, well, I haven't been arrested yet. So keep on going. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you were no. starting to compare yourself to others and be like, well, I'm not that bad. Yeah, and it became like a pissing contest, right? Yeah. So it t- I, I'm not joking you, like it took me like 10 years to, to figure out like what is going on and like how I can kind of go about getting sober kind of my I guess my own way or something that like related to me because um unfortunately like AA and 12 step like I think it's a great program I love the structure I'm all about structure but like I just I never felt good leaving the meetings so and I, I really forced it like I really tried to like belong I'm like why am I not getting along with these people like why isn't this working for me? So you have that personality like me where it's like, anytime someone tries to tell you that this is the only way that it's going to work. Yeah. You're like, no, because that yeah. has to be another way. Like you're totally. Yeah. And I, I'm definitely like more of a forward thinker. Like I don't love, I mean, I absolutely own and I take responsibility for what I've done in the past. I get it. I totally get it, but I don't need to live there. I guess right. I don't need to go there on a daily or hourly basis. Yeah. Um, I want to, I want to hear like the sun is going to rise tomorrow. I want to hear like, okay, this is what, what you have to look forward to. Mm. Like there's so much peace, prosperity, like power that you have coming to you. Not like if you drink, you'll die. Bye. Yes. Have a good day. Like, mm-mm. Yes. It's the same with like working out. I was never good when someone was like yelling at me, like, you got this, you're stronger. I was like, ew, no, I'm crumbling now. (laughs) I give up. (laughs) Yeah. Like I'm going to miss this step and just like land on my face. Oh God, here we go. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So, so it took me a, a while to kind of figure out like, okay, like maybe there is something else, like something different, or maybe, you know, this is something that I need to work on myself to figure out like you know who I am and what and what motivates me um so again that took a couple more years and then um the old anxiety and depression really kicked in oh yeah yeah um and I was so anxious I don't know if you've experienced this but like you're just so anxious like you literally want to crawl out of your skin like it's like you don't even feel welcome in your own body no yeah exactly like your tummy is just like turning and turning like everything's going so fast inside of your body like I would just like carb overload to try Mm. and like slow my system down yes because I would just be going yeah I would be going a mile a minute and I'm like I just need to like it turns out like that's not healthy right Like eating yourself to sleep is also not um, encouraged, yeah. but right. you know what? Like we all kind of find our way and and test things out, test the waters. Yeah, as long as you were sober, right? At that point. Well, yeah, no, I wasn't. Um, oh, I also yeah, tried. No. I also tried um, <laughs> drinking beer in the morning. Oh. That actually shockingly like worked for a couple of months, and then came back like with a vengeance. So take that off the list. Yeah, right. Yeah. And then I started to, um, I started to miss work. Like my anxiety was so bad that while I was DJing, like literally up, like changing songs, I couldn't, like my hands were just like, like I couldn't, I couldn't control like my table to make sure that the songs, you know, went 
smoothly. Wow. It was so ridiculous and so frustrating. And I would just, I get so mad at myself. Like, what are you doing? Like, you can do this. Like you've done this for years. Like you're such an idiot. And then I just made it like so much worse. And I'm just like, fuck, like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. I don't know what to do, but I didn't know what to do. Like, don't, no, don't let it fool you. (laughs) So what I did, um, I kind of sat down one day and I'm like, okay, it was like a come to Jesus moment. Like I'm unhappy. I am. I'm, I'm depressed. And I think like when I let myself like feel that and go there, cause it was depression scary, man. Yeah. Like it's freaking scary to admit. Um, that's when I'm like, okay, so if I'm depressed, what am I actually doing in my life that I enjoy or that I look forward to? Like what in my life am I doing for myself? Um, so the long and short of it, not a hell of a lot, right? You know, (laughs) not a lot. So like, you know how we kind of go on autopilot, like, like most of our days, right? Like 80% of our lives is autopilot. Right. Sure. And so I was just in this like hamster wheel of doing, you know, what was natural, what was like comfortable. And I never second guessed it. Mm. And so once I kind of like got in there and like broke apart the pieces and, you know, that came down to relationships or lack thereof Mm -hmm. Um, and just what I was doing for myself and even like taking myself to the beach. I know that sounds so like little, but like, I love the beach and I maybe went maybe once, once a month. Yeah. Like that's not enough. No self-care for you. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like punishing myself like, oh, you don't have time to do that. You should be doing this instead. You should be working. You should be, you know, reaching out to this. You should be doing that. It's like, okay, yeah, maybe I could be doing that. But also then what? Like at at what, at what cost? Right. Yeah. All while still drinking. Yeah. Well, at that point when I, when I was going through like my life with a fine tooth comb, um, I'm like, okay, well, drinking actually doesn't make me happy it makes me not bored and not feel alone for maybe like a night but then like the repercussions are like right no no. horrible horrible return on investment and so when I kind of when I framed it like that it wasn't like I was losing something like I you know what I mean like it was like I, I was gaining so much more by like doing something that wasn't making me happy. Yes, totally. Like, like it just didn't fit the the equation. You know, it's and like, it's a, I feel like a lot of people in their recovery have to have that shift. They have to yeah. realize that they're not just quitting drinking. They're yeah. opening up and allowing all these things to like embrace them in that moment. Totally. And that's freaking terrifying. Oh, it is. It is. I mean, change is scary no matter how much we like want it or like work towards it. Like whenever I get something that I don't know about you, but I'm like a crazy manifester. Yes. Like, it's just like, I got to be careful what I'm thinking and what I'm saying. It is terrifying. That is so funny. You said that I was just telling my friend that the other yesterday, actually, I was walking out of my house and I, I don't know why I thought of it, but I was like, I just pictured me walking through like a sprinkler and I was like, 
I keep I kept like really thinking about it though. And then what do you know? Two blocks down, I walked right through a sprinkler in my own oh, thoughts whoa. of like walking. And I was like, okay, Dylan, did you just <laughs> manifest yourself walking through that freaking sprinkler? <laughs> Maybe you're like intuitive, like you like can see the future. I feel oh, like market that. I think totally because. I think when, when we become sober, it's just natural that our intuitions and like our spidey senses are totally heightened. Like it's, it's undeniable. It is crazy. I love it. It's also scary. The money manifesting has been good. It's like, I don't, I'm trying not to, I don't, I shouldn't say I try not to, I don't worry about anything anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you can't. Okay. I have to share something with you and I, I love it because it totally just keeps me because I'm a worry wart. Mm-hmm. Like I will worry to the day is done. I will just sit there in my own thoughts, just stew. And actually someone, I forget who, I think maybe it was Tara who was on my podcast somewhat recently because she was going through this too. And her and her husband were like trying to get a house and like have a baby and all this stuff. And she described it like she was holding her hands like this. And she's like, we were holding on so tightly and worrying about like, is this gonna happen? Is this gonna happen? Like, we need to hold on to this. Like, we need to make sure this is happening. Like, are we gonna have enough money? Like literally like grabbing like this, Mm. right? So having like closed fists. And then all of a sudden she's like, if my hands are like this, there's, I can't receive anything. Mm. They're closed. So as soon as I let go, I got my palms open. I'm ready to receive. Oh, I love it. Like what? That is so great. I'm like, yes, that I is so, that. that is so true. Cause I'm always like, nah, 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 like yes. milking udders. Like, <laughs> That's, it's funny you say that. That's one of the things that I, yeah. so when I go to sleep at night, when I'm getting comfortable and I try to relax all my muscles, I notice yeah. that I'll hold my hands kind of like in a, a fist motion near my and yeah. I just slow things like I've just been opening up just to like because I just in yoga you always want to open up in your palms and everything little yeah. things like that I was like oh maybe I shouldn't hold my hands so like rigid when I'm just trying to relax and go to sleep and it's just like it's funny you mentioned that there's just like little things like just mm-hmm. opening up and receiving and that's great totally but like if you have a closed fist if you're holding on yeah nothing can get in nothing's here nothing's getting in yeah, it's literally gonna like bounce off your your fist, but like when you let go, oh, you yeah. open up. You're you're open to receiving, and that is so scary. Yeah, because it's so natural just to like worry and hold on to whatever feels comfortable or what you know is going on. I noticed that one thing that helped me a lot with my worrying was um, in therapy. We did um, we talked about just giving yourself a space to worry respectfully mm-hmm. and keeping it in that space. So when you're out in public and you're saying, oh, oh, I'm starting to worry about this. You can say, no, no, no. Let's put that in our, like our little, you know, notes. And we'll worry about that later when we give it the appropriate time or, or like have a worry chair or like, yeah. you know, that you can go to that chair and that's where you sit and you, you can let, allow yourself to worry for maybe five minutes. And then just say, once that five minutes is over though, you have to be strict with yourself and set that boundary of like, yeah. I can't worry about this again until maybe tomorrow night I can come back here and worry about it. And that's when you can get all those thoughts out that are always buzzing. Oh, I love that. But like when you're out and about and you're like yeah. just trying to do your shopping, you shouldn't be worried about where your birth certificate is. Like, 
<laughs> but you could definitely make a note to worry about where that is in your worry chair. You're like, well, I need pasta. I need sauce. Oh shit. Where's my birth certificate? <laughs> I mean, we've all been there, right? Or like, do I have a passport that's valid right now? <laughs> oh my God. That is so funny. I literally just did that the other day. I'm like, where the fuck is my social security number? Right. Oh God. Right. Yeah. It's over. <laughs> and you know, you, it's, it's never when you're like at home, like able to look for it. It's always when you're like no. out and about somewhere. Like, <laughs> No, like when you're just really enjoying yourself, like lazy fair, just really taking it in, it just strikes you. It's like, remember? <laughs> God. Evil. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to touch on something you were talking about earlier too. Um, when you're talking about the inner child, well, I I made a mental note to think about the talk to you about the inner the inner voice we use and like our inner child. Yeah. Um, I feel like a lot towards the end of my drinking career my inner child and I were just at it. And I was just so mean to myself. My inner narrative was awful about myself. And yeah. like you said, just changing the way we think about our life in general. And like, instead of everything being a chore, it's like, no, you have the opportunity to go to the store today. And like, mm -hmm. just the way we like frame our experience is all up to us, honestly, is what I think both of us are getting at with this. Totally. Totally. I used to, I used to be so like, yeah, like almost like vi victim mentality. Like, oh, I have to pay for this. Oh, now I have to do this now. Like, oh, like, oh, I was so important. Everything was such an inconvenience. Like, right. Okay. Like we're the center of the world. Yeah. <laughs> like get the fuck over yourself, girl. Oh my God. Like, excuse me. And like, I have no children. I have like nothing that I need to like worry about my responsibilities are like really low like my totem pole is like <laughs> bare men right and and here I am just like oh poor me oh my god I have to put on makeup today like <laughs> out of here like at least you have something to put makeup on for at right. least you have makeup at least you have money to pay your bills you may yeah. not love it but like guess what the you're like lucky enough to provide for yourself and like have this roof over your head and you know feed yourself you yeah. know how freeing that is like that's so just the luxury yeah. to drive a vehicle in this yes. day and age. like that's like luxury honestly totally like yeah and so it's like i mean like finding gratitude in that i mean yeah it's it's money but it's like also this is about like completing the cycle right like it's good for the economy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, oh God. my God. You are so fantastic to talk to. Oh, you are too. Oh, I wanted to also throw in there. What, when did, I wanted to just know, when did you come out as well? Like when, was it in the middle of all the drinking storm or were you young? Uh, well, okay. So, I mean, this is kind of like, uh, a funny story. <laughs> um, so I kind of came out, I didn't even really know like what this meant. Like, I didn't know what like being gay meant. Like, I didn't know like that was even a possibility. Like we had, like, I grew up in a pretty conservative, like we didn't talk about anything, nothing to do with sex, like nothing, like don't even take your clothes off. Like, don't, yeah. Like just, 
don't ask, don't tell, I guess. Mm. Um, so I had no idea that like being gay was an option. I had no clue. We had lesbian neighbors and I'm like, oh, that's cute. So like, when y'all gonna like stop playing this, this charade and go and get yourself like husbands. Right, it was so ingrained. Yeah, like this, this isn't for for real life, right? Right. I I, it just didn't click. Hmm. And I used to always watch the L word and I'm like, well, like this is super hot. But like, again, it's disconnected because it's like on TV, right? right? Like you don't think it's real. Right. Until <laughs> I found my own L word. <laughs> um, yeah, it turns out they're, they are le- like lesbians are real. Yeah. Go figure. You heard um, it here first, guys. Yeah. <laughs> We are real. I'm going to post that with no context. Oh my God. (laughs) Dead. Um, And they have their own parties. Yes. I know. So like, and I was young. I was 18, like just graduated high school. I had no idea. I've always dated guys like just by default. Like that's just what you did. That's what everyone did. And um, so one Halloween, we... And my girlfriends got really slutty, you know, obviously Halloween. Hello. Um, and we went to, cause we're underage. We went to our favorite bar. Cause my friend was dating the door guy, yada, yada, yada. So we get into this club and we're looking around and my one girlfriend goes, holy shit. There's a lot of girls in here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all, all girls, all girls, all lesbian. And I'm just like, okay yes honestly for even for me that sounds like heaven (laughs) oh my god it was like in I've never ever known I had no idea this even existed Mm. it was wild and so my girlfriends were like ew this is disgusting like we're out of here yeah yeah I know I know that's when and I I was like oh I think I know her like I'm gonna stay and I just left like I left the pack and I just did it I did it yeah I had to because I'm like I think this is gonna be my only chance like we went downtown we you know we're from the burbs I'm like I need to see how this is gonna play out and what these people do so so I stayed and I ended up finding a girlfriend there and naturally we're together for two years because you know <laughs> Damn. I guess lesbians U-Haul that's a thing just jumped right off the diving board right <laughs> oh like totally and so I told my mom like I wrote her a letter because that's how me and my mom communicated like we wrote in our journal that we passed Aww. back and forth um because we're just not good at communicating which also is a tiny bit of a red flag. Mm. We'll get to that later. Yeah. Uh, So yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah, totally. So I wrote her a letter and I said, because she thought I was dating a guy and I'm like, I just want you to know that I like, Matt is not Matt. Like Matt is Trina, the name of my girlfriend. And she freaked. Oh, she did. Oh, so sorry. She like, like our kind of hometown is like everyone knows everyone's business and like I think like you know she just like got divorced my dad was like just kind of a jerk and at the time my youngest brother um just got diagnosed with cancer and went completely blind Mm. so 
I think, you know, I'm, I'm not making excuses for my mom at all, but like, I can only imagine like, just like another thing to like worry about. And I get like my mom worries all the time. That's where I get it from. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's like, okay, I have this blind kid. I'm divorced. I'm single. I have to look after three kids now. And one of my kids is like a lesbian. Like this is going to be so hard for her. Like what is happening? Right. So she, yeah, wasn't the coolest response. Um, but then we went to a Britney Spears concert. This is where it gets real wild. I love Britney Spears like so much. I still do. Whatever. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So my mom got us front row tickets to like, you know, her like I'm a slave for you days with the snake and everything like yeah like literally peak Britney okay yes and so we're sitting front row and Britney is like literally like this far away from oh my god oh god and so like she comes by and I can't even help myself and I'm just like Britney I love you (laughs) and and my mom looks at me and she's like okay (laughs) that's alarming it wasn't like oh my god Brittany like I love your costume like you're so cool it was like Brittany I love you and I want you <laughs> like I want to be on you like, <laughs> oh I love it yeah so like from there like my mom's like oh she's this way like, this she's is the you know yeah mm. <laughs> it's real yeah so that was kind of like part of my coming out story like like solidified it oh my god I just had to know just yeah I just had to put that out there for our listeners I'm sure yeah and then it's been a little dodgy I mean I've been I really like to keep my family on their toes um and <laughs> like, really just, really like what else can I spring on you yeah totally so I was kind of like when I was super in, I, I guess my drinking career, I kind of started sleeping with dudes because naturally I just needed the attention from anyone who would give it. And guys are just really easy. For that. Right. <laughs> um, so yeah, I started sleeping with dudes. Um, and then I got pregnant. Um, and that was a little like traumatic because like I'm gay. And, um, my mom was like a little bit happy that, um, you know, maybe I could be like straight. Maybe this was a possibility. Mm. Maybe things were coming around. Um, but then I got sober and I just really, um, kiboshed that and can't like, yeah, now I'm fully gay. Yes. She came out all the way. (laughs) Totally. Like now I, I really, I, I want to talk about it more because I think that when I look back at it, like I had a lot of shame around like being gay and what it meant to be a lesbian. Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, from like what my family would say and just like, you know, we're really cheeky and sarcastic and something like that, that you can't right. change is, is really hurtful when you hear really mean things being said about you know your sexuality or like how you identify yeah and when we're growing up the lack of lesbian representation too like yeah. all you were is a porn star pretty much yes. like that's representation 
Yeah, that or like I had to have like, super short hair and wear flannel. Right. You know, so there was like literally no in between. Like, yeah. And it's like so frustrating because like then I had to like convince people like because mm. I didn't look gay enough. I didn't act gay enough, you know. I'm just like, what? You start becoming like, am I enough, period. Yeah. A scary place to be. Totally. And so, yeah, I even like question, I'm like, oh, well, maybe like, maybe I'm not like as, as gay as I think I am. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's hard. It's, it's hard because it's like for lesbians, it's very extreme. Um, I, I think it, it's definitely getting better. Like more people are like coming forward who you know, are just people. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, yeah. Even the whole, like, I think like coming out in general is going to be done for maybe in the next generation, you know, like, yeah, totally. Cause the narrative is switching now and it, in people's coming out speeches, they're saying we shouldn't have to be coming out by the way, yeah. you know? So it's kind of like that little sh shift starting in the right direction. Yeah. Like you should be questioning if someone's straight. Like, yeah. why isn't that a thing? Right. right. Yeah. Like people just assume like, oh, she has like longish hair and like likes to wear dresses straight. Right. I'm going to go to the next straight couple and be like, so who's the man and who's the woman? Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, my God. Because <laughs> I hate that question. I've always hated that question when I was dating someone. They'd be like, so who's the man and who's the woman? I'm like, we're both men. That's how gay works. <laughs> yeah. Like and like would you ever ask like you're you would never ask that right like oh is she dom oh she must be the dominant one like yeah like oh we know who wears the pants in this relationship like yeah. you like why are you even thinking that right like, why are you picturing us like having sex like, honestly it all boils down to misogyny which will be the death oh. of the world which because i mean even the saying who wears God. the pants is just such a misogynistic way of to put that totally yeah yeah, it's like, okay, so you're the powerful one. You're in control. Like, right. mm, okay. Uh, that's what I, I read something the other day. It was like, we all get mad at Eve for buying the apple. So why does Adam got the Adam's apple in his throat? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's a lie. Yeah. <laughs> Liars. I'd like, that's only one part of the conversation. That's only one side of the story, clearly. Oh my god. So how do how do you cope with sobriety? That's a whole weird spectrum that we're on. And the mm -hmm. queer side, where that's a whole different other spectrum that we're on. And they don't coincide whatsoever. <laughs> like Yeah. I mean usually. Totally. And you know, from working and like being at the Abbey, like um, if anyone doesn't know what the Abbey is, it's like the biggest gay bar in North America and it is wild. Mm. It's it's fun. Um, I would say limit your, your time there if you're going to go. Um, but it's, I mean, that was part of the culture. Like, just get out and get as drunk as you possibly can. There was no like, oh, like just cocktails to enjoy yourself. No, 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 no. It was like a race to the finish line. Right. Yeah. And I feel like it was like that for, for everyone. It was so weird. But but being gay and being sober is a very niche market. Yeah. It's really interesting, like in terms of dating goes, like that's interesting. Um, but I, yeah, I guess, I guess 
I don't, I try not to like focus on those like kind of two labels, right. I guess. And, and just kind of like try and, and focus on who I am and my like core values. Right. It's just and, annoying to always have a disclosure. Like we have a permanent asterisk next to our head. That's like, yeah. see description. Yeah. <laughs> Gay and sober. Yeah. Totally. It's like, no, I don't like men. And yes, I am wearing a dress. And no, I would not like a glass of wine because I am sober. It's like, just really going against all grains here. <laughs> oh, you wanted me in a box? No. Yeah. No, 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 no. no never. No, no. Never, never. Yeah. But it's like, it's, it's frustrating at sometimes, but then I don't know. I guess it's depending on the day. I don't. I kind of have turned it into like a conversation because everyone, everyone has someone in their life who is like sober or thinking of getting sober or has been affected by someone's like sobriety and recovery. So that I, I, I definitely use it as a, a bonding tool, like an invitation to have a conversation. Um, the gay aspect, I, maybe I'm not as comfortable talking about that mm. with everyone. I think that mm. one's still a little like on reserve. Right. It's just, yeah. I, well, I always say to everyone, like your story is your story and it's unique to you. And you know, it, it whatever you say is whatever you is your truth and that's all you have. So yeah, I appreciate everything you've shared so far oh, today, honestly. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. And it's not like I, you know, I, Thanks for asking that question because like the, like actually as I'm thinking about it and processing it, like sobriety, I am like 100% like proud and like I have no qualms or anything about that. That is just like how it is. It's set in stone. That's what it is. Um, but like the gay part, I think I've definitely had some very negative experiences mm -hmm. um, when I've like talked about it or ex expressed that's you know how I identify and I'm still a bit like gun shy about it yeah yeah I, well I get it the world wasn't catered to teach you how to deal with everything that you've been through so I mean yeah. what are we supposed to do with our experience but just do the best we can honestly right yeah 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 totally I think it gets get like better and better like every time you know like you and I talk about it or like anyone talks about it or like anyone feels comfortable Right. yeah as long as we're yeah because we're visible we're here we're not going anywhere we're yeah we exist and you're we're not the only one so exactly we're, we're everywhere yeah we're everywhere we're taking over <laughs> we're like anonymous like fear us we are here whatever <laughs> <laughs> well we oh are God. coming towards the end of our time here okay um i really appreciate everything you've shared today it's, you're Thank just you. such a, like I always say now, you're just a beaming light <laughs> because Aww, I'm just a little old grandma you. at heart, honestly. And I just adore you, honestly. Oh, thank you. The feeling's mutual, <laughs> little cutie. <laughs> do you want to, not that you need to, I'm sure everyone already knows yeah. you, but do you want to plug yourself? Oh my God. First of all, not everyone knows me at all, <laughs> but thanks. That's really nice. Um, yeah. So a sober girls guide, um, on Facebook and Instagram, and then a sobergirlsguide.com has a whole bunch of like fun stuff to help you with your sobriety at any part of your journey. Uh -huh. And we have a lot of like 
a lot of stuff coming up. So I'm really excited. I've been, uh, yeah, trying oh, to like yeah. just get centered and, you know, get There's everything together. coming up, I, may, I, I heard maybe. Yes. And yeah. I heard definitely... 130th episode. Yeah. Like, wow. Yeah. I mean, I, I've, I've, I've had to kind of like prioritize like where my time has been. So the podcast has been a little like in and out um lately like missing a couple weeks um but that's only because i'm like working on other stuff and i'm only one person right now but well you give um, quality content so it's definitely quality over quantity i think so thank you i yeah thanks for saying that i i'm i try to um but i think you know like i said it's just me like a one one woman show right now but i think very soon i'll be able to that because that's really how I view success is providing jobs and careers for others so oh, I love that so hopefully there will be no beats missed and you know everything will be covered and yeah I was putting on my vision board my my 20-year plan for the sober gay is you know a, a, a line of facilities to help queer people get sober like I'm like okay, twenty years. Oh my god, I plan. love that. Yeah, I'm like I want to be you know CEO heading this ship of like a yeah. safe place for queer people to go get sober, like in each like major city. So I'm like, vision board manifesting. That is awesome. Twenty years? No, try like two years. Oh my god, do you think so? <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. Oh my god, dude, that would be incredible. Okay. Yeah. I, I like your vision idea. even better than mine. You're that, to that quick. I'm like giving myself way too much time, apparently. <laughs> yeah. No, way too much time. That just can totally be worked out. Um, like, yeah. Government grants, like, ev like anything like, yes, that can totally be done. I, I could see in two years easy. Oh my God. I mean, yes. st start in your, in your own like hometown, right? Like yeah. build that up, build, start build in that Denver and like, you know, branch out after that you know just focus on one step at a time I'm like yeah. new to all of like researching into all of this so it's just like so fascinating like all the different like caveats and things but mm -hmm. I'm like this is gonna happen like this is yeah something I think I that would be do. so that would be so amazing would you make it like a non-profit or would you kind of like be part like get like government funding involved like have you thought that far? I wouldn't want these people to have to pay you know to have to get the help they need so okay i would definitely think the nonprofit way right? yeah 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 nonprofit would be so fantastic and you would get so oh my god i my head is just like like going off like who reach out to <laughs> no i mean i this is your baby like i whatever you need if you need any um like contacts or ideas like totally hit me up because I already have like a couple just came to mind. Love that. Yeah. Love that. Whatever, whatever you need. Oh, well, thank you so much for everything welcome. today. I really appreciate you. Yeah. I appreciate you too. <laughs> um, we are still recording. I can totally cut I, out some of that if you want me to. <laughs> no, whatever. Like, I, yeah, if you don't, if you don't want, like, <laughs> if you don't want your master plan being exposed, I just, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. Let me know what, whatever you need and totally I'll, I'll tell you how to go about it and help you. Thank you. Yeah. I think it's like super, super important. That thank would be you. so cool. 
Well, our catchphrase to leave out is stay sober, girl. So until next time, stay sober, girl. (laughs) I love it. If you'd like to know more about Jessica Jabot, visit asobergirlsguide.com. And as always, you can find us at thesobergay.com.